Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Hey everybody, welcome to Wandering in the World, this time for Sunday, May 15th, the middle of the month. It's also Senior Sunday, we're recognizing our graduates, and so as we look at our scripture for the fifth Sunday in Easter, we are going to be thinking uh, in those terms as well as just kind of, I think we're thinking spring too, right? Mm -hmm. Summer. It is Summer. sunny right Summer. now. We're in a very yellow room that mm -hmm. feels springy. Can't quite see the bees, I think, in the video, but... Um, we're downstairs in the B room, in the basement here in the parish hall. So, anyways, yeah, well, so our, we'll start off right in with our gospel reading today. Um, the gospel comes from John chapter 13, verses 33 to 35. Mm -hmm. Jesus says this. Well, <laughs> wait a minute now, we talked about this. <laughs> Melissa was going to read the short reading, remember? Oh, that's right. I saw how you tried to just... I was okay, like, I'm going to make her do the long reading. All right, fine. Oh, yeah, I'll right. do it. I'll do it. Thanks, Melissa, for volunteering. That's great. You're welcome. <laughs> John chapter 13, verse 33. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I don't know, this is our text for Maundy Thursday. It is, and since we didn't get to have our Maundy Thursday service, this is a kind of a welcome reiteration of those yeah. themes, I think. And uh, the theme seemed pretty clear as you were reading, and yes. said the words, love one another, about, I don't know, a handful of times. Yeah, three times, which is kind of a John thing, right? Jesus, you know, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep from last week, yeah. or two weeks ago, and... Love, he works love, in love. He's like, you probably didn't hear it the first time. I'm going to say it again. And just to make sure you got it, here's yeah. the third time. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Peter denies him three times, too. Yeah, you know, so. But anyway, it is very clear. It's very clear. And it's very important. And this is uh, what Jesus calls a new commandment in this text. And then when you think about it, it's actually not a new idea at all. So Sometimes it's like, oh, I've never, you know, we've never seen anybody do that before because it's hard to do. It's well, that's a, a good idea. point. Maybe it was new. It was new to them because <laughs> Jesus had never seen them actually do it very well. <laughs> yeah, that could be. It could be. Ah, uh, we try. We try. Yeah, but you know, so he's he just washed his disciples' feet, mm -hmm. including Judas's feet, who mm -hmm. betrays him, um, and yes, then goes on and gives this kind of you know he did this radical thing where the the teacher, the the leader, the Messiah, humbles himself and washes their feet. And now he's going like, go and do likewise. Love. Yeah. And he, he makes pretty clear that he's he's taking off. Where I'm going, you cannot come. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be here to keep reminding you over and over and <laughs> over again. So pay attention here. Listen. And this is the expectation of what you continue now, even when I'm not walking with you and modeling for you and you know, reminding you, this is, this is the mission, that you love one another, and in doing that, you are witnessing to the truth and reality of God's love for everyone who sees you 
by this, everyone will know. Yeah, I think that there's like a lot of meat there in that verse 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Jesus could have said like any number of things in there by your miracles, by your piety, by your like following the rules, yeah, by, by your the getting, food you eat. by the food you eat, um, which we'll read in the, our next reading. Um, by the creed you say. The creed you say, <laughs> the way yeah. you worship, the place you worship, mm -hmm. by your nationality or your citizenship, or I mean like anything that's how they're going to know that you're my disciples but he this is this is the summation of what it means to be his disciple mm -hmm. you will have love for one another and we we love god by loving god's people and so our love is, is a way to worship god it's a way to serve our neighbor and it's something we do for the sake of the gospel mm -hmm. so these ripples that go out from these acts of love that we do and hopefully this way of life that we're leading are such a powerful thing that, I mean, I always hope that in some ways that that inspires us and empowers us, even when it is so stinking hard to love people, especially if he's talking to like a little group of yeah. friends, a little band of disciples, and he's telling them love one another. And, you know, even though they have a lot in common, a lot of shared experiences, you know, they struggle to do that. Yeah, they disagree and they argue and they miss the point and... That seems to kind of carry on, I feel like, with the church 2,000 years later in some ways. <laughs> you may be right. But, um, well, I think this kind of leads into our, um, our next reading, which I will read, from <laughs> Acts chapter 11. So Acts 11, this is like the early church going on. Jesus has ascended up into heaven, and um, uh, Peter and the, the early church is trying to figure out what does it mean to be a disciple? Like, what does it mean to be a Christian? And so um, I'll read this story. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to the uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, 
And they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oof, duh. Wow, this is, I mean, whether or not this is a familiar story to a lot of people in the pews on a given Sunday morning, this is a major, major yeah. event. This is like a seismic shift in how the church thinks about mission and identity and belonging and welcome and and all of that. Yeah, it's, huge. it's a wide, I mean, the argument in the early church and in most of the New Testament letters is, you know, and Paul's arguing for the inclusion of Gentiles, and there's others that saying you can't be a Christian until you kind of become Jewish first mm-hmm. and follow the rules, circumcision, food, all of those kinds of things. And so this is kind of Peter's eye-opening that, like, no, like, this is for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, Jews and Gentiles alike. And that that's, I don't think we can really convey how big that right. shift is. Um, it's a big one. And so, yeah, we have this story here. It has some weird parts to it, as <laughs> most Bible stories do. But um, Yeah, you mean like when he's in a trance and sees a vision? Yeah, you know, like you do. <laughs> um, Normal Tuesday around here. At but, least um, there's some good imagery, you know, that yeah. there's something like a sheet coming down. Yeah. And inside the sheet is this strange assortment <laughs> of animals yeah. kind of hanging out there in the sheet and Peter's looking at this sheet full of animals being like what is going on and then God tells him to get up and kill them and eat them eat them yeah the reptiles the bird the beasts of prey you know all the things and how many times did that happen three, three. <laughs> oh gosh it's, it's there's something about that three but um yeah it's it is cool I, I really I really like the line um in verse nine what God has made clean you must not call profane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, oof. <laughs> uh, what God has made, when we think, I think back to Genesis, of course, you know, God created it, t'was good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but that we are then not to call that profane. Yeah. I think about how easy it is to call the other or those mm-hmm. people some version of profane. You know, they're not welcome they're not worthy they're you know not whatever we want them to be that's not what god's was so god has made clean you must not call profane which i mean yeah who would any of us be to put ourselves above god's god's distinction or lack of distinction when it comes to who's in and who's out and as humans we like to we like to see black and white and boundaries and know know this stuff and as we build walls God's just blowing them apart. Yeah. I mean, they're, and it, it, this is reiterated throughout the New Testament too. There's no longer Jew nor Greek, um, yeah. and and on and on. So this isn't the only the only part of the Bible that we point to to say like, oh, we need to have a wider a wider sense of inclusion in the church, and we need to care about people that were previously considered beyond the reach of grace or yeah. beyond, you know, the identity of, of who we are as the church. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I, I read verse 17 too then. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? Mm-hmm. Like if God's imagination and creativity and love can extend to all these other folks, who am I to hinder that? And yeah, like I, that idea of kind of, rather than the church like trying to put the walls up on who's out, you know, and if you, 
you know, to, to kind of conf- get us all to the purest, most holy, faithful people you can. I really think the message of the gospel is like the exact opposite. It's like this God is at work out and about. Who are we to call profane or to hinder what God is up to in, in someone's life? You know, yeah. um, even if we don't understand it or don't get it, that's kind of like a holy curiosity right there. Then, like, you know, get to know them, hear their story. So maybe to back up a little bit, um, maybe we should just make really clear that at the end of the day, the vision was not actually about food and yeah. dietary laws. <laughs> that true. it was a metaphor, and and Peter, you know, probably didn't realize it in the moment. Um, I'm sure he was pretty confused. But then, when uh, the three men came to get him to take him to a Gentile household, and the Spirit told him, "Go with them and not make a distinction," mm-hmm. I think then it was like light bulb. This is about people. It's yeah. not. It's not about the reptiles and the birds of the air and the beasts of prey or, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think dietary laws obviously are part of it, but but it's much bigger than that, and it's it's about who we are as people. Definitely. Oh no, Melissa, we keep talking. What do you want to yep, say? Yep, and I just keep nodding. And yeah. <laughs> you are so affirming. Thank you. I try. You I make try. us feel like we have good ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what jumps out of you? Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I am a good, good listener. No, I think we're good at, yeah, limiting God and thinking that we have all the answers and putting these weird kind of social constructy things on what it means to be a Christian or to be a good Lutheran. You have to do X, Y, and Z. And what would it look like if we took those boundaries away and weren't so strict about very random, random little things? <laughs> like what you had for lunch today, if it was yeah. kosher. Yes. Yes, we've definitely kind of left some of that behind, but mm-hmm. we've put up plenty of other social mm-hmm. constructs. So many, yeah. Um, we just have a different set than, mm-hmm. than Peter and Paul were arguing about back yeah. then. But as the church, we are we are so similar to mm-hmm. the early church is still trying to work out this command from Jesus that we just heard. Love one another, love one another, love one another. Mm-hmm. And what, is that? what does that mean for us today? And, you know, how, how broadly can we interpret that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that is kind of a profound thought connecting the, you know, love one another to this. I mean, like, who are the people, maybe, would be a better way to think. Who would be, be the people God would, would be lowering down in the sheet for us today to look at and go, this, look what I've made, who have I, who I have made clean, you may not call profane, you know, whether it's like refugees or immigrants or those in the LGBTQIA plus community or like, you know, anybody who disagrees with us politically might be on that. You know, it's just like, we don't get to be that, we don't have that much power. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get to be the judge. Um, and because if we realize that God loves them, then we also have to accept the implication that we are called to love them. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus spelled that out just so painfully clearly <laughs> yes. in John, just as I have loved you, you also love one another. Yes. Yeah. And that's hard. I mean, it's, that is for all of us to have to wrestle with. Like, how do, how do we live that out then? Because it's not like love, like a fuzzy, wuzzy, like love your kid kind of love or something. It's like the hard work of like caring about and disagreeing and having to like talk to and <laughs> um, each other, uh, be in relationship. It's it's a lot. So a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. So well, but there's a happy ending for Peter in this story, yeah. and every now and then I think we catch glimpses of of this happening in our church today, and those are all reasons to rejoice yes. and celebrate and say praise God and thank you Holy Spirit for 
opening our eyes yeah. and, and making this all so clear to us. Hopefully yes. to the point where we're like, well, who was I that I could hinder yeah. God? The repentance that leads to life. I love mm -hmm. that line because we all need that. We all need the repentance that really does open us up to the life that God offers us through Christ. So, well, lots of stuff. So much, so much um, stuff. Any closing thoughts here, friends? No? I think we got it all out there. Got it all out there. Well, <laughs> if any of you uh, listening or watching have thoughts, you're welcome to comment on our Facebook post here and let us know what you're thinking or what what springs to your mind or what questions you have. But uh, thank you for joining us today for our Wandering in the Word for May 15th, 2022. Until next time, for Pastor Brandy and myself and Melissa, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.